and welcome to the Irish Writers Podcast. We are Cathy, Kate and Moira, three unpublished writers who are working on getting published. We invite you to join us as we experience much rejection on the road to success, hopefully. Each week we're going to talk about interesting topics for writers and keep you up to speed with how we're getting on with our own writing. This pilot episode is to introduce who we are, what we're working on and how we've gotten this far. Okay then, let's kick off. Kate, do you want to start? Hi, I'm Kate and I write fantasy fiction and science fiction. I live in Dublin, but I was born in America. Um, But I am also an Irish citizen, so um, hence the Irish Writers Podcast. So I kind of fit in that category. Um, Yeah, so I've written, currently written a fantasy novel. Um, which, yeah, I might describe later, but not at this point. <laughs> but it's very long, and it's uh, an epic fantasy, actually. And I have a job, so I just fit in the writing where I can, and so it took me about two years to write this novel. But yeah, that's so me. What, what made you first want to write a novel? Um, what made me first want to write a novel? Well, I read a lot of novels, and I, I guess because I'm always, I daydream a lot. It, I just, during the day, I just have these stories going in my head, and and once one clicks, and then it kind of progresses. And so, in about, it was 2009, I had this story going on in my head, and it was actually a science fiction story, and... I just I had to see if I could do it. Yeah, I could sit down and write the story that was in my head. And so I I had a few weeks off in August that I just sat and I I made myself write for like seven hours a day wow. to see if I could do this. And then once I actually got the discipline of writing in the day in my day, then over the year that whole year. Um, after a year was up, I, I had written the book. So, yeah. So where, the thought was in my head, but um, so it, the story was there, and I just I don't know. They're they're always kind of looming. Why did you pick fantasy or science fiction? What what drew you to that genre? Is that is it because that's where the story was, or is it because you've got a particular passion for that genre? Yeah. Well, I've always. It's my favorite genre. Um, and fantasy fiction is my favorite genre. And it's always been like I grew up as a kid in the '80s, so I grew up on fantasy fiction or fantasy um, films and science fiction films, and read all the books. And it's just a genre that's always clicked with me. That I, I really love the creativity and the creating new worlds and kind of parallel to to our own world and yeah so yeah I've always it's my favorite and I've always loved it so yeah Um, when you were uh, starting to write when you started that discipline of sitting down did you start at the start of your story or did you start somewhere in the middle or you know did you go chronological or how did you write it okay well the first the first time I tried to write it was the fan, the science fiction novel. I I did write in the middle, 
And then, and for me that I, I learned from that experience of how not to write (laughs) for me, (laughs) it was just awful. Um, so I needed to, I realized I needed to go chronologically. So, so the second book, the fantasy fiction, I started from the beginning and worked my way through the end. And that was a lot easier for me. Yeah. And so do you then, do you plan your novels from the very start or do you just kind of wait and see where the characters take you or or how do you approach that kind of planning space? Yeah. Well, I know George R.R. Martin says there's kind of two kind of writers. There's the architect and there's the gardener. The architect has the the whole thing planned kind of beginning to the end and then the gardener just kind of sees where the plot goes and the characters and development and I'd say I'm more of an architect so I I have the basic framework because I know where what needs to happen and what's going to happen at the end so when I'm writing the book I know the end um but there is a little bit of the gardening effect as well, because some of the characters are like, oh, where did you come from? And why are you acting this way? Okay. So you kind of go with it. <laughs> so it's a bit of both, I think. But I, I mean, on the whole, I don't just open the computer and be like, hmm, I wonder what's going to come out today. Um, I actually have an idea of where things need to go. But for me, the whole the process of writing, I, I do a lot of the plot, working out the plot in like kind of daydreaming first, and then I go to write. Okay. So what's been like the biggest challenge for you in writing this novel? Words. <laughs> <laughs> Words are my biggest challenge. <laughs> no, it's terrible to say. I'm not like yeah, that's why it does take me so long to get it from because like the the images and what's happening that that's the easy part for me is to see it. I see it in my head like a film taking place, you know, and, and the characters say things and they talk and they're like, oh, ah, stop, hold on, what did you say again? You know, and then getting it, putting whatever those images are into words, that's the most difficult thing because yeah. I, it takes me forever. And for most, I, I think for most writers, they might say that, yeah, that they can, they can, you know, the words flow easily. But yeah, for me, it's taken, I mean, it's gotten better after years of writing. Mm-hmm. But it's still, it's still for me to convey my exact meaning is, it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. That's the toughest. Yeah. And when do you write? During the like during the day, do you write in the evenings, or how, or do you know do you write just a little bit every day, or how do you do that? Yeah, so for for me, my my schedule is well, it changes every day. So um, I just fit it in where I can, and I I have the goal of writing either a thousand words a day or for an hour and a half to two hours a day, whichever one. Um, so, and usually I, I get that. I Yeah, I usually am able to do that at some point in the day. 
sometimes it's in, in the morning if I have like an event to, that I'm putting on or, or going to in the evening or yeah. And, and sometimes it's the opposite. It's, I only have time in the evening or even in the middle of the day, like the lunch hour, I might have like an hour and a half. And so when, do you have that time? Do you sit down and write? So if you have like an hour, do you just open the laptop and, and start typing? Or do you have to wait until you have something to write about to, to kind of start writing? Yeah. I, well, at first, when I first started, I felt like I needed to have... Um, I just needed to sit in front of the computer and just write. But then after... After a while, I mean, the story was progressing, and I kind of knew what was going to happen, and and so I would just sit and I would write, like, the next chapter, or because I knew the progression of things. Yeah. And yeah. Um. So you're at the stage now where it's going out into the world. Um. I'm just wondering, like, what kind of feedback have you gotten so far, and how do you feel about putting it out there yeah well <clears throat> the funny thing is, is I haven't really put it out there much mm-hmm. um, because I think for most people just kind of shy to uh, yeah to say hey <laughs> I've written a novel do you want to read it you know it sounds kind of self-promoting or whatever but um the feedback that I've gotten is, yeah, it's been really great feedback so far. Well, and the, I've only actually sent it out to two agents, and I've only heard back from one, which didn't give me any feedback, and it was like, thanks, but no thanks. But but um, has it been around but, friends and family and stuff like that, you know? How did they react to Yeah, how many people have read it so far, or... I would say only a handful of people have read it all the way through. So I, I kind of test, I kind of have let people that I trust read it so mm-hmm. far. And now I'm at the stage where I can put it out there to people that I don't know, who don't know me, who don't, I, I don't know. Yeah, you're just reading it for the first time. And, and so I, I think I have a little more stability in in my I don't know resilience I guess yeah. so I'm I'm ready to put it out there yeah. <laughs> right you should be yeah um, and so yeah just as a final question then I guess um, I just wanted to ask you a bit about your reading so who do you read what kind of authors do you read do you read in this genre do you read in other genres do you know yeah well as you'll, as I'm about to tell you, my my reading genre or my reading, it's it's so eclectic and broad. So, yeah, I, I mean, I I love to read um, Plato and those kinds of the classics, and um, I read scriptures too. And have my well, my favorite books that are fantasy books as well. And like Lord of the Rings, Terry Brooks, um, C.S. Lewis, Victor Hugo. Like I love Victor Hugo, and I've actually never finished one of his books. 
because I don't want them to end. And yeah, because when I read read Victor Hugo, I feel like I have to, I can't be tired. I have to be like in a certain mode because I'm afraid that I'll miss something because there's so, it's, it's just so great. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll read mythologies and, and legends and um, stuff on archaeology. I love, like, I'm a total nerd when it comes to archaeology. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it's it's just very broad in that sense. Okay, that was really interesting. Thanks, Kate. Um, so I guess I'm up next. Um, so let me start. My name is Cathy Clark. I'm based in Kildare in Ireland and I'm an aspiring novelist. I've just finished the first draft of my novel and I'm in the process of sending that out to a developmental editor. Um, the novel's called It's Only Stealing If and it's a rom-com crime novel that's set in Dublin in the modern era. Um, it originally started out as a crime novel. It was meant to be a whodunit, but it turns out that I'm really crap at keeping secrets. So I revealed whodunit on the first page, so I had to restructure that. Um, and then as well, it was originally set in the 1960s because it was originally the part one of a two-part book. But actually, I discovered that there was way too much research to be done, and I just really wasn't very good at writing historical novels. So I moved it right up to the modern era because I know that era better, and I, I write it better, I think. Um, so I also run a blog called A Homemade by Committee, and I run that with my friend Victoria, and that's an Irish lifestyle blog. Um, so Victoria does all the gluten-free food and recipes and all the rest of that sort of stuff. And then I do DIY and GIY and motherhood and pregnancies and um, working and really anything else that kind of comes to mind. Um, and we have been shortlisted for several awards, but have yet to actually win any. Not bitter about it or anything. <laughs> um, and then now I also run a podcast, so plenty going on. Um, I also have um, a full-time job and a family and friends and all those sort of real-world responsibilities that everybody has. Um, so for the moment, my writing has to fit around those. So that's me. Cool. Um, so how long have you been writing this novel? Um, I actually have been writing it um, at four years, I think. Um, so it started very haphazardly um, while I was on holidays um, a friend of mine was writing a novel and I thought I can write one of those too I'll have this done by the end of the holiday sure what else am I doing and um, I discovered that it's way harder than it looks <laughs> um, so and actually I just think I really enjoyed it so I think I actually wrote one scene in the holiday and I didn't look at it again for another six months I'd say um, but yeah it started very slowly, very, very slowly, and, you know, life took over in between. Um, so I think I only really got serious about it, I'd say, over the last year, year and a half, maybe. And so what what have you most enjoyed about writing? Um, I think I enjoy talking to myself, if that's not really <laughs> weird to say out loud, <laughs> without anybody suggesting that I should get medication. Um, I, I like, yeah, I, I like just kind of sitting and having kind of a thought and thinking, oh, this is really funny. I'll write this down. And then, um, you know, sh I, showing it to other people. I, I do show my writing to a very small group of people who um, 
tell me I'm great, really, to be honest. <laughs> but I like that. I like that positive feedback. So, um, yeah, that's what I, I like most about it, I guess. So what have been the biggest influences? Like what, what fostered your love for crime novels or, or the genre? Um, Agatha Christie, really, to be honest. Um, I just love her books and I love I love all the BBC dramas about based on her books and I just really love everything that she's written and I just I love how complex they are and how the puzzles they just really stand the test of time and I know her writing has critics and I know her character development and all the rest of that sort of stuff you know it doesn't it doesn't date very well maybe but her puzzles like nobody has come near them for me um, I just think they're so clever and so you know, so unexpected. I, I never guess who it's going to be, um, and, I, and I love that kind of just that real kind of mind puzzle, I guess. So that's what attracts me to crime. Um, and if you could commit a crime and get away with it, <laughs> <laughs> what would you do? I like this if. <laughs> let's, let's let's not get yourself in any trouble. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Um, so if I could commit a crime. Well, I suppose it would have to be a theft of some sort, really, because I, I think I, I like I, I'm not really a violent person, and I'm not I don't write violent crimes or anything like that. I'm more like a you know a cat burglar or like a gentleman burglar or something. <laughs> so, You're like the Christie character. I totally yeah. would be, yeah, yeah. So I'd be like stealing the jewels out of like the big house on the hill or something like that, you know. <laughs> And then, you know, have absolutely no way of fencing them or getting rid of them. So then I just have like this tiara that I wore at dinner time, you know, totally useless, totally no profit, but I still had it. I like it. So when you think of your characters, do you come up with them like just out of the top of your head or do you actually form them like you have somebody in mind when you're writing? Yeah, no, I come up with them like off the top of my head and for me that makes it really difficult because um they can change you know because they're they're one way in one scene and then I might write a different scene and there'll be a different way and so for a long time I was writing and my characters were kind of still finding themselves or really kind of still forming so when I kind of went back and started to reread some of the earlier stuff the things that my characters were doing were absolutely not true to what they had become so I really had to rewrite that and, and some characters became stronger and some characters just got deleted really and other mm -hmm. characters um you know are, are not as prominent or maybe is not as bold or brash as they you know were in some scenes um, so yeah, no, they're very much fictional, and and that for me, what what makes that hard is that it's hard to make them real people. Then do you know, and to make them seem like real people. Um, yeah. Do you have one that you relate to most? No, actually, I don't. Um, so I have kind of two main characters in my novel. One's a, a guy who's a bit of a wimp, um, and he's an academic, and he shies away from things. And then the other one is um, a girl, and she, uh, or a lady, um, and she, um, she's bold and brash, and she, you know, acts impulsively, and her moral compass is a little bit questionable, and that sort of thing. And for me, they're kind of 
elements they're all elements of me if you know what I mean so you know one is kind of one side of my character another will be another side of my character or you know where you know like they all come out of my mind so they're all things that I would think and I would do um, it's just like it's just me fractured I guess mm-hmm. so I'm going to ask you about your structure as well like the same <laughs> question you asked me um yeah, do you have, like, the plot in mind? Does it develop as it goes? Yeah, so I, I am both a, a, a plotter and a pantser, um, is the book that I wrote. Um, so you basically either plot or you fly by the seat of your pants. Um, and if you could see them, my plots, I have, like, these huge A3 sheets of, like, tiny little spider writing where I plot, like, almost everything that happens. So this person goes here, this person goes there, they say this, they do that, all the rest of it. And then I sit down to write it, and because I've already told the story, I'm incredibly bored by it. So I do something totally different and totally random, and <laughs> then it doesn't match to anything else, and that's where I get stuck. So <laughs> despite the fact that I spent hours planning and plotting it is of little to no value to me so um other than you know i feel like maybe my story is better or it's fresher or something like that because it is like the second or third time i've told it to myself so you know it it benefits from that but um no i i am basically neither and i have all the negative qualities of both and none of the positive ones yay me (laughs) what what elements of your life appear in your work? Um, well, well, I, well, very little and then an awful lot at the same time, I guess. Um, so it's based in my Dublin, if you will. So I have a very middle class background. I, I live a very nice middle class life. I, you know, I don't have... I don't live in a gritty Dublin like I don't I don't crime doesn't visit my family all the time um so my my novel takes place in that kind of a, a background or that kind of an environment um so almost it's like the Agatha Christie's of modern Dublin if you will because you know she set her novels in these nice places and actually you know Dublin is a nice place to live um really um, so in that way, you know, where I live kind of is in them, but, um, and there's some element I, like, I, I trained as an archaeologist, I qualified as an archaeologist, there's some archaeology in it, I worked in a bank, there's a bank heist in it, you know, so there are some parts of my previous life in it, um, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, not so much of my current life. Okay, so, yeah, so what kind of feedback have you gotten so far in your yeah so actually um i have put it out and um, so i'm part of two writing groups i'm part of one writing group that this pod has come out of um and it's a very it's like family to me it's very encouraging i think even if i was smearing feces on the wall i think you guys would tell me that it was a lovely pattern and that maybe i should just use paint instead or something like that <laughs> um, so i find it a very encouraging group and i think that's really important because i think people need encouragement and they need criticism given in an encouraging way um, and then i also was part of a writers group in the irish writer center and that was um, obviously a group of strangers who have just all come together because they're writing a novel and in that way um it had kind of the detachment and the politeness of strangers, if you know what I mean. Um, but 
they were much more interested in the mechanics of the book and the how it was written and whether it was likely that a, a police officer would do that on the scene or you know those sort of kind of technical details whereas I found my other writer group it w- were more concerned if it's like how it's written or you know like you know as in the um as in the the language perhaps maybe or you know if, if I'm stuck I feel like I can talk it out with that group so um yeah that's the kind of feedback and then I also give it to my um husband who to be honest as I've discovered is like the harshest critic um so he will genuinely say if something's a bit crap um so which is good because I feel like he wouldn't let me put anything out there that would be an embarrassment to myself do you know so I kind of have three groups that I use to get feedback and the feedback I take it in a different way if you know what I mean um, and I use it in a different way and it, it, like, it all makes my writing better but this it, it doesn't all hold the same weight I would guess I would say okay so that was me um, so moving on to our third and final member Moira would you like to take it away okay hi uh, I'm Moira I'm from Dublin uh, I'm writing a screenplay with the working title Action Plan. It's an action comedy with uh, more emphasis on the comedy. And it's the first piece of fiction I've written since I was in school and somebody made me. And it's probably worth noting that English was my worst subject in school. Since then, I've written quite a lot of non-fiction in the academic world. And I do a lot of editing as part of my job in academia. Um, so far, I've written a full draft. I entered a Hollywood comedy competition and made the quarterfinal. But I still have a lot of editing to do. Um, which I think will be okay because I have a lot of experience with ruthlessly editing other people's work as well as my own. Perfect. Um, so what genre is the um, screenplay? So it's comedy primarily, um, and it's kind of like a work-based comedy with a few explosions and some gunfire. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and... Um, what kind of movies do you watch or like what was informed by it? How did you pick that genre? So I really started to write an action movie. So this is the tragedy of my life that I really wanted to write a like balls out explosion based action movie and reality kind of kicked in and I just have difficulty writing things that are really, really outlandish. Um, and I just kind of, it ended up going more, skewing more towards the comedy and the stuff that informs it, I mean, <laughs> so I've probably seen Die Hard more than any other film. Um, I used to watch all kinds of movies. I had, you know, Art House, Mainstream. And as I've gotten older, which is kind of the opposite that happens to everyone else, I am just interested in explosions. And <laughs> so I much prefer mainstream movies these days. Um, usually some that have a bit of fun tongue in cheek, but I, I kind of have a big antenna for anything that's really sexist or um you know like doesn't pass the Bechdel test or something so sometimes I feel like the movies that I love the best are not actually meant for me as a viewer which I think is (laughs) tragic because action adventure is my favorite genre so it's all very boy based okay so you've had this story in your your head for some time yeah yeah a long time and what what made you say okay I have to write this. Okay, well, you guys are actually... <laughs> no. and, and some bourbon, as I recall. Um, so, I, yeah, so 
the story of, I guess, me joining the writing group is I wrote a PhD a few years ago and it broke me. And when we started talking about writing words, I was like, there is no way in hell I'm joining a writing group. I am done. I'm never writing a sentence again. And then one day with Kathy, we, we we got a bit drunk and Kathy was on her way to Kate's for a writer's club. And I was like, oh, well, I have to show you where Kate's is. And now that I'm here and I'm drunk, I have to call in and say hello. And um, so then I, I guess you guys were talking about writing and because I, I do a lot of editing and, and I do writing and work as well. Um, I was really happy to read your stuff. And like, and even I remember the first session where I was like god it sounds so hard what they're doing I'm even less likely to do it now because because of how hard the writing is and then I was bored one day and I started <laughs> so, <laughs> it's all your fault is what I'm saying or to our credit <laughs> definitely blame and yeah. um, so I guess how do you write it then so do, do you see images in your mind and you write them down or do you like hear sounds or or do the words come and you kind of fit the story around it or how does that work for you oh, it's a bit of a mishmash um I think when I knew I was going to write the stories when I thought of the ending so that was a bit of a strange thing to know that I I had a place where I wanted it to go um I, I kind of wrote few scenes I scribbled down a few scenes or a few bits of dialogue I, I had to get into the habit of writing down things I thought were funny um because mostly I just say them or they occur in my head and I giggle to myself and people think I'm strange and so I think the first part was writing down things I thought were funny lines and then um I had the centerpiece idea and I had my ending I knew where I wanted to start and I kind of had to join those up in a way that made sense for the characters to do it and so that's really how it came together but I really feel like I wrote it in bits um and not chronologically um I was mindful of the kind of beats you have to hit and that I wanted certain things to happen at certain times and that meant they had to happen on certain pages and I was really joining those bits up now yeah how did you come up with your characters Oh, this is where I might get myself in trouble because they're real people to me. Um, <laughs> now, they are amalgams. <laughs> and, and this is like, you know, this isn't even the most outlandish things I've experienced. So it's really based working in offices. And I worked in offices for a long time. And, uh, you know, some of the things that happen there, you think like if this was fiction, no one would believe it. Um, and I think like there's something about work that throws people together and you have strange interactions with people that you wouldn't meet in any other kind of form of life so it's not that all of those characters are a single person that I've met before they're really really not except for possibly my main character who I mostly attribute to one of my close friends um uh, but the other characters are kind of I know them I, I know them really well I've met them uh, or or their counterpart or a version of them you know so and obviously then when you're you're kind of trying to build something you kind of want characters that will bounce off each other in certain ways they're not all the same character or they're foils for one another or they have opposing goals or opposing methods of doing things so I suppose I, I knew all the people I, I started out with more characters I have way too many characters um, <laughs> which is a problem I think but I had more and I kind of mashed them together and so they've become new people certainly they're not I don't think I'll be sued um, <laughs> names have been changed to protect the guilty um, uh, but yeah they're, they're real people to me I think actually you know 
And are there real themes that run through your movie or your script um, that you try to explore? Yeah, I suppose one of the things is is fairness and the myth of hard work. So, uh, this, <laughs> and you know, obviously my Marxist tendencies come out of it. But I think like, you know, there's this hierarchy in work where, um, and I, I think that I would react this way when things go bad, I just try and work harder. But the, there is a myth there with hard work. There's some problems you just can't solve by doing the same thing over and over again. So I guess I have a main character who is undervalued in her role and yet whenever there's a problem she's expected to solve it and for most of the screenplay she gets the head down and just pushes through and I think that it's really important that she gets a realisation at the end that actually what she's been doing all along is really flawed and that um, an unfair system is not suddenly just going to become fair just because you work harder you know so I think there's there's things like that that are important to me I think Now you mentioned submitting your screenplay to a competition yeah how was that experience very odd um i i suppose it i don't really mind giving my work out there because i have um, a bit of experience in that already um but it was very strange to send out a piece of fiction and screenplays come in very specific formats so i wasn't even sure that i had done that right so um i it was really positive though i got i in the competition I put in for, you had an optional extra for feedback from a script reviewer. And while my script was flawed, obviously, the feedback was extremely positive. Um, I talked a lot about the potential of it. Some things that I didn't even know if I was in the right ballpark, they said, you know, were really good and gave me a very clear path to making it better. So it, overall, it was a pretty positive experience. Um, I, I didn't ex- I kind of didn't expect to make any further than I did um, there was still like a about 300 of, out of us in the quarterfinals so I didn't get that far either <laughs> but yeah overall it was it was a pretty good experience I think you know and so how do you work then so do you just um, like fit this in kind of obviously around your job and that but do you wait for the muse to show up or do you like have something that you're going to do when you sit down to, to write uh, as with anything I've ever achieved in my life, I did it while I was supposed to be doing something else. <laughs> so um, procrastination is my main tool. Um, I wrote the vast majority of the screenplay while I was avoiding doing something else. Um, I, I had to get a new job and I had to move house. So I, between kind of a lot of, at the end of work, I did a lot of it between five and seven after work, you know, um, two hours. And I didn't, though... Um, mean to do it um, and there was bits of the times when it was really fun to write um, and that was easy Um, obviously it's not always fun to write um, and uh, uh, so yeah it was haphazard I think for me it can be like bursts of work like where I say look this weekend I'm just going to really try and work on that Um, and in my job writing my job I've learned that you can't really wait for inspiration. Sometimes there's a deadline and you just have to get it done. And so bad writing is better than no writing. <laughs> so so sometimes it's like, and, and I suppose the competition deadline helped me with that because I was like, you have to get this done by the deadline. So you, you have to block book time for it. But it's, yeah, it's evenings and weekends. Um, screenplays are much shorter than novels though. So I have not put in the comparable amount of hours that you guys put into your novels. <laughs> you know it's about 50,000 words in total so it's you know it it didn't take that long to write 
And I guess what was your biggest challenge then writing it? Um, you know, I, I've always been mindful of like it getting boring, you know, or actually, you know, actually the real challenge in writing comedy is the first time you write the jokes, you think you're hilarious. You're sitting there giggling to yourself going, oh, Jesus, I'm so, I'm just so funny. Like <laughs> people must be amazed. And then you have to go back and edit it and you read it again. And if a joke is not funny the second time, it's definitely not going to be funny the 10th time. And so you come to a point where you don't know what's funny anymore in what you've written and you don't know what, what is boring us stuff that you need to cut. Um, and so there's always this fear that you'll do like a ruthless cut and then you'll cut out all the funny parts of it. And so I think actually that was the hardest thing to sort of like say, look, you laughed at it once or I can't even remember if I've laughed at something, you know, um, but to kind of keep like, you know, the, the funny and not cut the funny when you didn't know what was funny anymore. So. So um, I know that you read a lot. Um as far as, like, how is writing a screenplay different from writing a novel, say? Um, I think in one way it's easier because you've got a structure that you can, uh, if you're writing a mainstream screenplay, you really have a reasonably kind of set-ish structure that you have to write. Like, you have to hit a, um, a big climax around page 60, you know, and then you have your point of total despair and then you know your resolution so it's like there is you know there's there's points you have to to pit and they're um closer together there's less words i think with a novel i think the sort of unstructured nature you know that we people write novels in all types of different ways so there's a one set way i mean i probably dithered for about three weeks trying to pick how i would manage to do the screenplay format so i don't know how long i'd dither if i had to pick how i would write a novel you know um (laughs) So I think like that structure is, I suppose, blessing and a curse, you know, but I find it kind of useful for keeping me within bounds, you know. So that's it for this episode. Hopefully you got a sense of who we are and what we're doing. In future episodes, we're going to discuss topics that are relevant to writing and publishing. Thanks for listening. If you liked our podcast, please subscribe on iTunes or check out more episodes and other information on irishwriterspodcast.com. You can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Irish Writers Pod. You can follow Kathy on Twitter at Kathy C. Clark and Maura at Maura Rowe. You can also email us on irishwriterspodcast at gmail.com. Until next time. Bye.